0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode number five. Unfortunately, it won't be 10-2 Wrath of Heaven today because I'm just recovering over a cold and um, there's some mix-up with the scheduling, but that's okay. We still have some content for you. I'm still here to drop the next podcast and the show will go on. So what I have planned for today is a little different than what we normally do. It's not really a game review. It's more of like an insight towards me, an insight of me, if you will, and my love for games, and more specifically Square Enix, and there's a certain passion behind where my love of games comes from, and it all kind of connects to them. But before I get into that, I just want to have a big shout out to all you guys, all my followers, you know, all my guests, you're all amazing. Our numbers are slowly growing, and you know, keep up the great work, Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend. Like, that's how the word spreads. It'll help get us out there. If you have any comments, anything you want to say, I will read them. If you just, you know, have anything you want to say about an upcoming episode you hear about, you know, send me an email or message us on Facebook or Twitter, and, you know, maybe I'll mention it on the show. I have a lot planned for the upcoming future, and I will dig into that a little later. When I get deep into this discussion, I'm going to have. Now, I got to say one part about this podcast, this episode in specific, that I absolutely love is the music. Now, I can't wait to insert the music for this episode because it's going to bring me down memory lane again and it's just going to be such a trip. I'm currently working on various art and various other things for merch that I might possibly release in the future. Um, I know we're not really big, but yeah, I don't really care. It's more for myself anyways. So, you know, if you guys enjoy it, you know, drop the likes and, uh, if it, ends up being available for the public it will really help us out now without further ado i'm gonna queue up some iconic square enix music and i will get into the uh discussion about myself i guess What's up guys, it's Joey, your host, and like I said in the intro, we're going to be looking at my history with Square Enix, and my, if you would say, love-hate relationship with them. Now, this kind of all started back when I was a little kid, you know, I would watch my uncle play games, and you know, a a lot of them were these JRPGs, and I, I didn't really know it at the time, but... Eventually, as I got older and he started letting me play them, I, I started to fall in love with them. And I remember, you know, growing up, playing, you know, Final Fantasy Eight, Final Fantasy IX with him. And, you know, another one of those games that is in a square title would be uh, Legend of Dragoon. And I absolutely loved it. You know, it, it was almost an escape from reality, if you will. At such a young age, and just something so magical to see that you would actually get to control. Now, the first console I remember actually playing and having access to was a PlayStation 1. And for, I don't know if it was like my 6th or 7th birthday, my same uncle bought me a copy of Final Fantasy IX. And I knew about it. And he told about, told me about it early, and I was all excited for it. And, you know, as, as a kid, you you run up and all excited about the present. You all, you all unwrap it, not even thinking of consequences. So it's just one of those funny moments. But anyways, I remember just binging that game and sitting there and just playing as much of it as I could. Because it was one of those things that was enjoyable as we continue from there I remember playing and beating Final Fantasy 8 and then having Final Fantasy 7 and I I never really played Final Fantasy 7 until the remake um I don't really know why that was but it is what it is um skip ahead sometime we get a PS2 and you know, Final Fantasy X comes out, and after 9 I'm like, this has to be great. This has to be great, right? And, of course, we all know about Tidus. I freaking hate Tidus. And, you know, it, it is what it is. The game was great. It opened strong. You had great music off the bat, and Blitz, Blitzball was what it was, but... It, it was kind of a letdown after such a strong game of Final Fantasy IX. But uh, that's okay. Because not everyone can be perfect. And so I, after that, the ne- the next release I kind of played in, in the Final Fantasy series anyways was um, Crisis Core for the PSP. I eventually got my hands on a PSP thanks to my dad... And I played Crisis Core for the first time, and I was just astonished. Like the game was a masterpiece. It was breathtaking at the time. At my age as a kid, this game hit me right, you know, where it is, and I loved it. And just the prequel story to Final Fantasy 7 and seeing, you know, Zack and how he helped Cloud and, you know, without getting into too many spoilers, but we all know the the remakes changing it up. But basically how Cloud is the poser to Zack because Cloud's memories are all jaded and faded and he thinks that his memories are Zack's memories and you know, it, it's very interesting and I, I just I absolutely loved Crisis Core it was great, and then guess what, Square does what Square does best they fucked me over again, and this time Final Fantasy Thirteen. we all know that one, we do we don't talk about it a whole lot, but we know it's there um I don't know what to say. It was pretty. Yeah. Second gun blade wielder. Other than that. Like. It was interesting for the time. But. Really. the, The. It fell flat. It fell flat somewhere. And I don't know exactly where. I do think. I should give it a second chance. Or a third chance. And go replay it. But. I... I don't know when I'll do that, because I got a lot on my plate. And by a lot on my plate, I just mean I have a lot of games, and, you know, we'll we'll get off topic here and dive into that. Um, currently I'm playing through Diamond and Pearl, I have Halo 2 on the go, I have Chibi robo you know, um, I'm currently playing through Sega Genesis on the Switch. And I'm absolutely loving that. Um, Shining Force has been great, and I've slowly been making my way through Fantasy Star, because as you can tell, JRPGs are just they're they're my (laughs) my my bread and butter, if you will. They're they're my escape, my you know. I find them easy, so one thing. I will say is I wish I found Dragon Quest a lot earlier you know Square did a phenomenal job and to work with Toriyama on that you know the, the creator of Dragon Ball and you see the aesthetics shine through and it's just a wonderful art piece as well as backed up by a strong RPG system and Square does that well That's one thing they they can do well Is RPGs They have done it since the dawn of time Since, you know, day one Square has been that JRPG You know, kind of market But I've recently played through Dragon Quest X For the first time And, you know, it's shocked me And amazed me And you know, it's made me feel a lot of different emotions, and I love that in games, and there's a lot of games that I find kind of fall flat on that storytelling, and that's where, you know, as a kid growing up in Western society, you're not used to that kind of storytelling that, you know, Asian societies can deliver that that in-depth character development, and, you know how how to pace a story differently, or the the telling of coming of ages. So it, it's different. Um, probably when I started high schoolish, I I started finding you know anime on YTV, and I I just I fell in love with that again because it it reminded me all of this Final Fantasy Square Enix, IP, and. You know, from day one, not realizing it, my uncle introduced me to Final Fantasy, which has since kickstarted everything. And Square Enix it, it is my love hate relationship with games. I always get excited when I see they're launching a new title. But then it's like, you, you remember your heartbreak, and, and, and you you remember that, that pain you felt, and you're like, I don't know if I can love you again because you hurt me, but, you know, you are pretty damn fucking beautiful. So maybe I'll give you another chance. And that's just it. um Going forward, like... I probably played Kingdom Hearts 2 I don't know. I, d- I don't really remember what age I was, but my my cousin, my cousin, I went over to his house and he had it. And the first time seeing this game, I was absolutely shocked in it in awe and I was like, how come I have never seen this? You know. Um the two things I have known my whole life, Final Fantasy and Disney, in the same game. You know, I I knew I was dumb, but I didn't think I was that dumb. So, that kind of changed my world. Um, the second I got introduced to Kingdom Hearts... Um, yeah, a, a new love started for Square. And I have to say... It was a pretty good one up until Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, So here we go. On to Kingdom Hearts we go. My cousin showed me it, you know, for my first time. I played it and absolutely loved it. He was around the um, Timeless River segment. So I, I only remember that because I've played the game so many times now. Which goes to show you my love for this game. So Kingdom Hearts 2, I ended up
1: buying it out in
0: EB Games with my dad. And I was over at his house and I got back to his place. And I remember sitting down and starting it and not moving until it was done. I had literally binged the whole game from start to finish. And I was absolutely left breathtaking, like, you know, it was such an incredible game, and, you know, for Kingdom Hearts 2 being my first entry to the series, that's okay. When you're that young of an age, you don't really understand the actual big picture at play, especially with such a strong writer. And we'll dive more into about uh, the the team that made Kingdom Hearts and why I have such that love for Square Enix, because he is one of the reasons. Now, Kingdom Hearts 2 has you starting off as Roxas, which isn't actually the main character of the game. And uh, if any of you play it, obviously this is going to be kind of just a a rehash for you, but... Eventually, you know, you you do these jobs and errands, and you find out that the character you're playing is actually, you know, not him. And so then you end up giving yourself up and changing into the main character, Sora. And from there, you get Donald and Goofy. And it was this journey through all these Disney worlds that was just so much fun. So you know you you go through and you play through Milan and Beauty and the Beast and you know Nightmare before Christmas it was incredible and seeing you know Sora turn into a lion when you got to when you got to the Pride lands and then you had these intriguing characters who were new to the series, and that was you know organization Thirteen and kind of what are their motives and how are they pushing the story forward and What is Maleficent doing to kind of help them or, you know, not help them? And just as a kid, it was just two of my favorite things colliding. So we're going to dive into a bit about uh, Tetsu Numora right now. And that's kind of the big impact to, like, the character designer behind, you know, Kingdom Hearts. And he had a big role to play in... A lot of square and a lot of uh, design leads because you had uh, Dragon Quest with Toriyama which was famous for Dragon Ball and then pretty much kind of like Final Fantasy 7 onwards Numera had a big role to play in a lot of character design and you know it wasn't until a lot later that I went and looked back at the game called The Bouncer And I'm like, that just looks like a grown-up version of Sora. And digging into it, you start to realize, well, of course it does, because Numera was the designer behind it. And so that design, I really kind of enjoy. And I know not a lot of people like it and, you know, hate on me, if you will. I I, I really don't care. I, I appreciate Numera for... His design, um, a lot, a lot like how people enjoy Kojima for his stories. So now, thinking about it, like development for Kingdom Hearts started probably around two thousand, and Numura was the director for that. And if you think about it, just coming from the Bouncer, it's almost like he was gonna pitch the lead character for the Bouncer as our main protagonist for this game. But Disney said, no, that character's too old. We need someone younger. And that's how we got Sora, because Sora's kind of an aged-down version. And so, to think about it, like, the only other big game we've seen kind of to this scale was Smash, that had, you know, characters outside its game or you know, other big franchises kind of join in. At the time, Disney only really did games by itself. It was kind of unthought of that this JRPG company would sh- allow, you know, a, a partnership with Disney. So that was just unthought of. So eventually I went back and I played the first Kingdom Hearts and, of course, all the spinoffs. And, you know, none of them hit me as hard as Kingdom Hearts 2. And I, I think... Kingdom Hearts 2, to this day, is the strongest in the series. Um, Now, going back to that square philosophy, you love one game, the next one's going to burn you. And Kingdom Hearts 3 did a lot right, but its biggest thing it did wrong, and its biggest flaw is where the fuck are my Final Fantasy characters? Like, where the fuck are they? Honestly. Honestly. It pisses me off because you built this game that was literally Final Fantasy and Disney collide with it with, you know, these new characters and then you ditch half of it for the third installment. I understand you change up the Disney worlds, but give us the characters we love. You know, you gave us this beautiful game with great combat, but you stripped away your intellectual property from it. You got rid of it, and it makes no sense. Now, that's fine, because eventually, I found Dragon Quest 10, and I fell in love with you guys again. Shame on me. And then you guys released Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and you guys did a fantastic fucking job. Like, I don't know how you guys can be so good yet so fucking awful at the same time because you guys can build great fabulous games you guys pair up and you know fund great and fantastic games the tomb raider series the tomb raider series you guys you know crystal dynamics did a fabulous job on that You know, I I, it was the sole reason I kind of had an Xbox One at launch was because of the Tomb Raider series, and you know, so it's one of those questions like, look at you guys, you you do good and you do bad all at the same time. Marvel was, um, Marvel Avengers was almost kind of a flop, like it wasn't a great game. But, Guardians of the Galaxy, I hear you guys have done a pretty good fucking job on Like, I don't know what's up with that. Now, my love-hate relationship with Square goes so far as to I have a Keyblade tattooed on my arm. And my daughter's names are Eris and Kyrie. So, you know, take that as you will. But, you know... This company has always had so much potential and, you know, it kind of had that Nintendo story behind it, right? That they were going under, you know, I don't know how accurate this is. I'm going from my memory and, you know, I, I don't know how accurate the information I had was. But basically, like, Square was kind of failing and a team came together and came up with, like, their Final Fantasy game and they called it their Final Fantasy and it did so well that they were allowed to continue like they, they they did great and so like Square Enix wasn't always Square Enix they were two different companies to begin with and Squaresoft did some work with Nintendo and one of the the, the thing they did that was so fabulous was mario rpg and to this day everybody absolutely loves that game and the reason for that being is you have a lot of that core final fantasy behind it and these square created characters their their creativity is something you know genius and interesting So, with a character like Geno joining, you know, Mario and Bowser on this story, it really helped kind of cement the two worlds together, and the combat was kind of taken also from Final Fantasy. One thing I wish for is that Nintendo and Square would do more partnerships like that, or, you know, Sony would do partnerships like that. Give us some weird spin-off RPGs of series, like, let me see a Sly Cooper RPG where, you know, I'm leveling up Sly and, you know, stuff like that, I, I think it would be very interesting, let Square redo Legend of Dragoon in their original style, I understand you guys just bought Blue Point Games, but, you know, Square will do it really well too. So one obscure title that I love from Square and I wish we could see a remake to would be Parasite Eve. I, I have memories of my uncle playing this as a kid and I've recently tried replaying it on my PSP. Um, And, you know, it, it is quite the interesting game how they mixed guns and RPGs and how they had that radius. So, you know, Square has this potential for these really creative things but they just don't like the financial risks to take them all the time and that's understandable when you're a big company and you're responsible for you know hundreds of thousands you know lots of people lots of money lots of jobs so that's all understandable um so again my my love hate relationship with them they are one of the reasons that pushed me to want to go to school to be a programmer, which I did for you know a year and a half. Um, I program in Unity. I, you know, game design. I, I have some game ideas already down. I have some you know uh, little demos and stuff like that. Just. They were such a big influence to make me want to do that. Um, you know, unfortunately, life throws shit at you, and it is what it is. And that's why I'm here. But I, I just, I love games, and they're that cornerstone, they're that foundation that cemented the way for my love. And, you know, they the. Not the only genre I do play. I also like, you know, action-adventure games. And I enjoy some shooters. I absolutely enjoyed Borderlands. Because, of course, it threw in the RPG aspect. And, you know, so a lot of what I do love to play is, you know, JRPGs. Now, I don't remember what point it was in my life. But I remember renting Persona 4. And... That absolutely changed a lot of my thoughts about Square, and it opened up my eyes to this, oh, there is other ways, you know, RPGs can be done. And, well, like, of course I played Pokemon, and that's more of like, you know, catching and training, where Final Fantasy was more like you, you're you building your characters up to, you know, be strong, and they're gaining levels and experience. Um, but, yeah, like, Atlas changed a lot of things in my perspective with RPGs, and I bought Persona 5 because of that, and absolutely love Persona 5. And, you know, other than that, like, Square is hit and miss lately, you know, I, I hope they succeed and do well, and I'm absolutely looking forward to Final Fantasy Seven, but... Other than that, I don't know what else to look forward to from them. Because, you know, I might pick up Guardians of the Galaxy if it comes on sale. I've heard the reviews are good for that. But other than that, like, I don't have much else to say. I think I'm going to leave that at that. And uh, we will be recording Tenchu sometime. I will talk about that in the outro. quite the episode, guys. Thanks for sticking around if you're still here. Again, if you did not like this episode, I understand. Leave some comments, you know. Um, if you have any ideas for some topics you think would be more enjoyable to listen to, just send me a message. I have some as well. I was just a little unprepared. My cold really kicked my ass and, you know, I didn't get as much work as I wanted to done. I do have a full-time job outside of this where, you know, I am working, you know, eight hours every night, Monday to Friday. So it's hard to schedule with peers and other people to do these. But anyways, thank you guys for, you know, sticking around and that'll be it. I will get Tenchu up as soon as we record it. It will be up, you know, the, the following Tuesday after I have it finished. I will post on media, you know, when it's done. And for now, you guys have a good one. And, you know, stay safe.